<laughs> I am known to talk a lot myself. So come on. Oh, okay. So we so we both get it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We both I, get it. I uh actually actually just had um an interview mm-hmm. go up on Pac TV where you know they're like, mm-hmm. oh come in and talk. And they're like, wow, that was great. I'm like, yeah, you know, just I'm used to talking about myself. So Indeed. um and then they cut down 45 minutes to eight. And I'm like, oh, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. That, that's why they're the editors. And yeah, we're, 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 um, I just saw that new Willy Wonka movie and, um, we're, we're the dreamers. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, uh, inebriates, uh, that incredibly, um, mm-hmm. is that a, uh, that's baritone? Is that the right term? Or is that baritone? Um, or, or is it bass? Bass, bass would be like the singer, um, the okay. lower tone singers. I'd want to classify Tim, it's Timothy Chalamet in the movies, and in I think Gene Wilder, they would be a bit more, um, maybe melodic, baritone, yeah. maybe some soprano a little higher up there. But no, I mean, you specific, like you're me specifically, yeah, your baritone, voice, baritone, uh, baritone. so listeners, that. Uh, baritone voice you hear is uh, Kevin Urban, uh, voice actor. When with a quick Google search, um, he's done Darth <laughs> Vader a lot. And after actually hearing his voice, I'm like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, yes, thank you, thank you so much for having me. Um, and yes, my name is Kevin Urban. I'm a voice actor, and I uh, I'm I live right outside of Springfield, actually, which, which is not one would think of as a voice actor hotbed no uh, <laughs> no it is not <laughs> springfield massachusetts that's probably in like the bottom percentile of cities where you think of like mass market consumption yeah it, it, so is it that with you know the internet and home studios and and all that stuff where it's Mm-hmm. is is the days of having to like move out to LA over or or is it just kind of you're, you're making it work well i'm i know people that have personally um made a pretty modest living um some out in chicago some out in um maybe right outside of new york and like albany that have made a living at just this yeah. um if you want to truly go full on creative um, you know, I will never say, um, do not go to New York or LA, or even if you want to go into like anime or video games or something, um, down in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but the pandemic has closed the gap quite significantly. It's funny you mentioned Texas. Cause I only found a couple of years ago that that was a big mm-hmm. anime video game hotbed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If, um, talk with anyone in the industry, um, talk with anyone who loves anime or even has like a passing glance in it. Mm -hmm. Um, they know someone who is in Texas or wants to go to Texas themselves. Um, something to do with the cost of living down there, but also a lot of, a lot of great companies, um, like Funimation, Rooster Mm -hmm. Teeth, new uh like these new digital age media giants yeah. started started down there so they were the originals they um they started off a lot of what a lot of people are now kind of catching on to mm-hmm. yeah I, I think it was um a big fan of um 
critical role, which I'm sure being a voice actor, you know of. Oh, yeah. And, oh, um, yeah. And I think it was at Mercer. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think it was Laura Bailey and Travis Willingham that both kind of like met and got started mm-hmm. in Texas. And I always thought that was a strange. Yeah. Um, you know, I I wish there was more of that out here in New England. Yeah. You know, the, a meeting, just a chance meeting of industry, um, you know, on the rise industry titans at the time. Because um, the joke is, um, if you want to be a guy and get into video game voice acting, well, you just need to be three things. You need to be Matt Mercer. Yeah. You need to be Troy Baker. Yeah. Or you need to be Nolan North. And then you're good. <laughs> and yeah, and it's one of those things is where it's like, <laughs> Um, you know, we've had uh, a, f- a couple of uh, voice actors on before. I and, saw, yeah, I saw. and it's it just seems like some people can. I I can't even fathom how they can do as many voices as they can do, but mm-hmm. it it's not like if you're Brad Brad Pitt or if you're mm-hmm. William H Macy, like you're kind of not even pigeonholed, but like you can play one. Yes. Look of character where voice acting, yeah. you can do so many different things. Yeah. Um, especially so what's what's great about that is it's the most creatively liberating medium, I think, audio that exists out there. Yeah. Um because a guy like me, you know, five eight, hundred forty pounds, glasses would never get cast for the characters that I portray. Um, I've played um you know, a warrior in Fire Emblem. Mm -hmm. Um, I play a lot of like villains or beastly characters really larger than life. And in this medium of just audio, I can be kind of whatever my range allows me to be. I'm not limited by just um, any sort of, you know, physical limitation. Right. Um, do you do any mocap? Is that a thing that you have? Cause it seems like there's a lot of, a lot more of that going on along with voice um, acting. It, it would do me well to hop into that. Um, yeah. and it's, uh, no, I personally, I wish I've done some digital motion capture. Um, that's something a lot, like Andy circus has really made that popular. Oh yeah. Him and, and um, not James Gunn, the other one, the other gun. Oh, um, uh, uh, Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn. Okay. Yeah. I know. Uh, well, it's it's so common that like everyone's doing. I, I feel like every major studio has like a motion capture performance studio now. Yeah. Um, you know, there's even campaigning. You know, you see it on social. I see it on social media sometimes. Campaigning mm-hmm. for like the Academy. Can we acknowledge? motion capture and digital performance and voiceover like can we finally we got a new sag there's a new sag agreement that's great but can we get some major accolades like acknowledging that this stuff exists that'd be great yeah you know and it's one of those things is i'll be the first to admit that um you know, I, I used to have a comic book shop back in the day, and so I had tons of friends oh, nice. that were in, in anime and you know, and loved cartoons, <laughs> and I was kind of always like, Psh, voice acting, that's not real acting. <laughs> and then, like, the more, like, I found out about it and learned about it and saw, like, mm-hmm. the things they do, I'm like, okay, I was wrong. Like, it's, it's, 
you know, mm-hmm. a, a different animal, but it is definitely still acting for sure. Oh yeah. Um, and over, over the years you can, so when, especially in maybe my audience or the people that, um, I, I post memes on my YouTube channel, I do a lot, um, beyond just like professional, um, like voiceover stuff mm-hmm. and what has, if you most of assume when we say voice acting, they assume anime, they right. assume video games, they assume some kind of fantasy in animation. a world <laughs> yes yes in a world and I, I was building up to that so thank you thank oh, you okay. for doing that <laughs> sorry i didn't mean um, to jump ahead but no 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 it, it it focuses it yeah <laughs> um you can track though the change from you know late 80s early 90s um the acting and a lot of what was popular was extremely cheesy it was very over the top um, you know, famously, there's so many poor dubs from that era where like sure. foreign sounding films have the most stilted sounding American acting. And as the medium became, you know, thanks to Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, stuff like um, One Piece, um, the acting uh, battle, uh, battle of the Planets, Star Blazers, you know, mm-hmm. I- I'm more old school than that yeah. stuff. But even that yeah. was. You know, well, I I've portrayed He-Man. I, yeah. I have been uh, an official sound alike for He-Man, and so I've known I know the fun acting of that era, yeah, um, yeah. pretty well too. And as the medium became more serious and more um, widely consumed, you can see the acting gets seriously more dramatic, mm-hmm. and a lot they're taking it as, and that's just because the people take it seriously now. It's yeah. more authentic. It's more true to life. I mean, trends on comments on that brand aside. <laughs> and and it's, I think a lot of it has to do with my generation. You know, we grew up on He-Man mm-hmm. and, you know, um, got so, so many G.I. Joe and Mask mm-hmm. and like all these, mm-hmm. um, you know, great cartoons that, at the time were probably compared to Tom and Jerry and mm-hmm. Bugs Bunny were light years more advanced than just in story yep. and, and topic. And then as we got older, that kind of nostalgia brought it be like, no, no, mm-hmm. these were like seriously great stories. And then you go back and you watch it and you're like, I mean, they weren't really great stories, <laughs> but like we knew that it could be like they could go in that direction. And there's been some some really great stuff that's come, you know, after that. But like if you go back yeah. and like the one that the one G.I. Joe storyline that sticks out in my brain to this day, like, yeah, there were, there were plenty. But there was one episode where mm-hmm. it was like the this whole they were like 30 20 minutes something like that thing that was set up mm-hmm. about like the vipers coming the vipers coming the vipers coming and then yep. at the end this old dude shows up and they're like who are you he's like i'm the viper i'm here to vipe the windows and you're just like oh god that whole that whole show was those, set up a bad dad joke peep and think about it those those creatives those producers voice actors though they were driving into the studio 
that. <laughs> yeah. Going, oh man, this script, I don't know. <laughs> yep. You're dry. You've, you've gotten your dramatic, you know, theater, um, license certificate, diploma, whatever. And, and you're driving in for, you know, a big, big, big Hollywood paycheck. And you're doing with these vipers, you're doing a viper tongue twister. Yeah. Yeah. But, and that also sounds pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it was just one of those, like, even as a kid, I was just like, oh, that was not their best work. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, so how, mm-hmm. what, so what are the struggles being a voice actor mm-hmm. not in the scene, you know, that, you, you know. Right. Because I feel like so much right. of what I do is that networking, you know, going out, running into people like out at a bar at a a show Mm -hmm. and kind of networking there. And Hey, we should meet, we should talk, we should work Mm -hmm. more together. Um, Do you feel that there, that you have a a harder time because you don't get that opportunity? Oh yeah. Um, Definitely. Um, But as a lot of, you know, if, if someone is, is looking for your voice type or Mm -hmm. in this, there's so many um, like casting pools and agencies out there that the that side of things has gotten easier. But what I have experienced is that because the talent pool has increased so much, there's now almost I'm not saying there's too much because you should always be, you know, look pursuing your dream especially in this field it's it's the funnest job when you can make it work mm-hmm. but um there's now almost too much you now have who who is the most right person to talk to to get into the work or the genre that I want to work most in yeah and and a lot of um like youtubers who were youtubers you know people just recording in their closet in their college dorm maybe 10 years ago are now actually working in the industry are now straight up established names themselves um there's a a collaborator of mine we used to make videos together way back in the day his name is reagan murdoch he is the voice of one of the leads in an anime called um chainsaw man and that was just like number two all time anime of 2023 so oh wow it's just a lot of like fun little like just kind of fucking around yeah 10 years ago has turned into like a hustle and even an income for some people so that networking never felt like networking they're just people industry connections that we have now yeah yeah and you know you bring up a good point and it's like there's a lot to be said about right place, right time. Oh, yeah. You know, 15 years ago, someone fucking around on YouTube mm-hmm. starts to gain a following and they're like, OK, well, if I take this seriously, I can yep. make a career out of it, uh, which yep. who knew at the time. But now mm-hmm. you have the the people who are like, oh, I'm going to make a career on YouTube. And you'd be like, it's so much more difficult now because. Mm-hmm. You're not in on the ground. You almost have to look at like what's the next, what's after TikTok. Like you know, you have to kind of almost yep. like start looking ahead to being like, what's the next platform that you can kind of take advantage of and and hope that it takes off. Yep, and 
you you're always looking the days of just doing a fun little impression as i have learned as anyone who i think tries to make a creative on the internet work mm -hmm. those days and going viral and appearing on jimmy kimmel and you know launching your career in like the span of a couple months those days are are long past yeah i'm sure i'm sure it still happens to someone but i haven't seen it um and you have to build your audience you need to you need to learn how to be an actor which mm -hmm surprisingly you know i early on i was just an impressionist i didn't learn how to become a quote unquote i didn't take an actual theater uh, dra drama class until i was like 25 yeah so there's there's that aspect of the scene that a lot of people because to be an actor to inject some of your authentic experiences your vulnerabilities and your strengths to genuinely put that something like that into your art takes a lot of risk and it's not comfortable it's not supposed to be comfortable it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be rewarding but when i'm acting out a scene where my character is dead or you know telling his son that things are going to be okay when he knows things are not going to be okay is is not supposed to be a fun day at the office right that's that's what i've learned over the yeah For, 10, you, last 10 years you're so right and it's like um when you see it done well mm -hmm. like you don't really think about it but in that mm -hmm. actor's mind they're in that headspace like yeah uh, now kind of like speaking to so many people i've spoken to that like you think you see a scene and you're like well that probably took a day to get over like yeah to decompress and be like it was that was mm -hmm. rewarding is probably a good word because it's not necessarily fun in a way that mm -hmm. but yeah i mean you're kind of almost putting yourself through something tragic that you didn't go through yep and and learning how to that's where acting methodology stuff like stanislavski stanislavski sorry uh, method acting, yeah. um, Meisner acting, um, learning how to conjure up your emotions. Are you, are you imagining the scenario? Um, are you indicating the sadness? Are you indicating the emotion? Are you, um, or are you, are, if you're a method actor, are you living through it in your head? Are you reliving that constantly just to get the perfect take and, you know that creates authenticity you're gonna hear the a word a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> whenever you talk with a voice actor authenticity is the key um and method acting does allow that it allows for that raw performance but um i prefer meisner i prefer not really thinking about my script until you have put the words in front of me because that allows my imagination that allows my experience in media consumption playing video games um engaging in role playing my theater experience now like that allows me to engage those healthy aspects of my toolbox yeah. so that you know we can we can record all night long if you want to but um if i'm just playing the whatever the the warrior i can't method act as the warrior archetype 
for two hours. No, it's just not fun to me. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's it's interesting. Is it harder? Mm-hmm. Well, do when you voice record you. I was going to ask a question, then I realized I'm like it might not make any sense because you I'm probably. No well, no, I was like I was about to ask, like, mm-hmm. do you find like when you're acting against someone who has a different method? Then I'm like, oh wait, you're probably not in the same room. No, you're a hundred percent. You're right on the money. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of voice acting is is done in isolation. Um, especially that's a, a pitfall of remote recording is even through here, through zoom, I can't really, I can't, I can read your face, but I can't mm-hmm. read your body language. I can't, I can't engage with you in the setting, in the scenario. I can't, aside from quips and saying, oh, is this right? Is this, there's a lot of limitations and the, the methodology of Will I work right with this person? Um, is more of a problem for live action movies, you know. Yeah. Will you know there's chemistry building exercises, stuff like will Tom Holland have chemistry with Robert Downey Jr.? Um, you know, Tom Holland is has been trained in several forms of acting techniques and performance, so he can really work well with anyone. Yeah. But Maybe someone like Jared Leto. Or I was going like, to say, you usually yep. hear the problems with the method actors where they're just like, oh, come, you know, we're yep. crafty. Can you not be like that? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, we, we know you're just trying to win an Oscar. Yeah. So have you just tried, I don't know, freaking acting? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. A good method actor like Daniel Day Lewis, though, um, you know, communication is uh, communication is key. He will have his people explain time and time again before the movie begins. I am going to be in character. I'm not going to be a jackass about it, but I am expecting you to sort of embrace the illusion a little bit. Right. If if I say, you know, don't make me break character. Right. Yeah. Work with work with me and I will work with you. Like the the one that I saw that I'm like, God, that has to be frustrating was um, Jim Carrey on uh, Man on the Moon, mm-hmm. where like people would call and be like, hey, blah, blah, this is an issue. He's like, oh, you're gonna have to take that up with Andy. Ah. You know, it's just like I am <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I don't I can't I don't think I could work like that. Jim, I got to Jim, I got to get home to my kids. This is. This is work for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh well, it's well, it's work for for Andy too. Right. Yeah. Jim. Yeah. Just just not now. <laughs> not not yeah. now, man. Yeah. Can you call Andy for me? Like, I just you know, it just to me, it's that kind of like <laughs> adolescent. You know, you're mad at your best friend, so you turn to your other best friend and be like, "Can you tell Mitch yeah. that I'm not speaking?" It, to me, it's just like. I I mm-hmm. get the idea of trying to stay in character, but at some point, you're just like, oh, this is just. Yep, it has to get too much. Done. It has to <laughs> yeah. get the work has to get done, and that's that's the line we all need to walk. Right, like we want to create, we want to have fun, we want to express, but at, you have to put out something at the end of the day. Right, 
and, and to, to his credit, it's a phenomenal mm-hmm. movie. It's like it, he did a great job in it, but it's just like I feel like working under that is is so much yeah. more stressful than it needs to be. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you? Well, what are you working on now? Can you talk about anything that you're working on now? I don't want to make you break well, any NDAs or anything. I am under um, a couple NDAs right now, yeah. and I, I really, man, I it's it's something that will be fun and will be big. Um, I I think I can. Th- there is one thing that I can say about it. It's something that I've never done before. So okay. and it w- and it will have a wider release. So. Can you say um, if it's a video game or a cartoon? It's actually it's part of a live musical performance. Oh, um, interesting! And it will be. I can't say the venues, but it will be playing um, in New York City, Boston, major. So hopefully it'll be. Um, hopefully it'll be fun. Okay, that's pretty it'll cool. Be yeah, fun. yeah, and, and that's got to be that other kind of cool thing about voice acting is there are mm-hmm. you know like we were talking earlier there there's the you know obvious ones but there's mm-hmm. got to be a ton of you know extra like anytime you're in you know uh well we an amusement to... park and there's like a you know please step yeah. to the right side of the you know whatever but like yeah there's got to be other aspects of it it's cool um because almost whenever i record something i never immediately see because it's such a small but pivotal part of the creative process overall Mm -hmm. that we i will not see my work sometimes for years and years um years and years after the fact um um when i recorded stuff for say the fire emblem the nintendo game yeah i did not see that work for six to seven months until after i had done it um i did a commercial for a uh, pretzel you know i did a pretzel commercial yeah um i recorded the dialogue and a year later i got um i got a you know the paycheck and an email you know a g a very pleasant little gmail saying oh we're finally done oh great that's great <laughs> oh, i forgot all about yeah, that <laughs> that's great that's great real material but yeah yeah, it's very rare that, especially in, um, here's something you might not know, um, just if you care about where this stuff is happening, every, sure. com- every commercial, if you're watching sports, if you're watching basketball, every primetime commercial, like say for Chipotle, McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King is recorded remotely, um, and like the Chipotle commercial, like I have auditioned for chipotle commercials and all that fun stuff and i'll i remember the script from a year ago so it it's just it's i think it's interesting that so much is is so asynchronous it's not done at the same time yeah it's patched together over it has to go to focus groups it has to go to different people everyone's got to put their own spin on it before it can see the light of day is there like is there kind of like a bread and butter job Mm -hmm. that is like lesser so i have a lot of friends who are stand-up comics 
and yeah. they do a lot of corporate gigs. And I'm like, oh, wow, really? And they're like, yeah, a lot. And sometimes they're on Zoom and sometimes sometimes they're in person. Like, what is kind of that bread and butter like? Pays I, more money than it needs to. People aren't necessarily going to think of it as voice acting, but it's voice like, is there like that kind of. No, you, I'm, I, I know you have experience with the industry because it's it's the medium. It's like those medium business you know, maybe regional stuff like internal e-learning behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, probably the majority of aside from the maybe, you know, the big video game credit here or there, that's the majority of my income Yeah, as a side hustling voice actor that is slowly kind of transitioning into a bit of a full-time role himself. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the roles you need to, you know, actually make your living and pay your bills still yeah um you know oh a we're a small vacuum company in in new york and you know we've been in the business for 40 years and we can maybe meet a one-time payment but we can't we can't pay the five-figure fees to you know reach out to you know to get like a morgan freeman or like a an a-lister in here so let's Mm -hmm. go with you know, oh, this guy is northeastern based. He has credibility. He has credentials. He, whatever. That's the next best. You know, it's being the next best thing right. is sort of what the niche, um, like like a, a session musician. You know, he's not in the band, yeah. but he's at the studio and he's he's making a living. And you know, exactly. It, uh, what's exactly, like the, no, a what's, session musician. Yeah. What What's the weirdest voiceover <laughs> that you've done? The weirdest one. Yeah. Um, that I've gotten paid to do. Probably doing like a. So it was a commercial for a company called Travel Leaders Network. Okay. And. Regional regional travel company, they're you know great, paid well, but it was a uh, behind the scenes. It's called a sizzle, um, like a sizzle reel. A sizzle it's, reel, yeah, 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 kind of like a mock concept before the commercial becomes finalized. Yeah, and I, what I was surprised to see that made the final cut was I was doing the background voice for it was in an office. And this guy had this little creepy baby Buddha statue in the background that would okay. like crack like a one-liner at the office worker who is, you know, trying to do his work, but he keeps getting distracted by travel fantasies. So oh, okay. I my character it's just he doesn't move his lips and like the design was very unsettling so (laughs) it's just it's this upbeat commercial and all of a sudden my deep dark voice cuts through like get back to work (laughs) or that's enough get or just you know this we improvised a lot of like this kind of like mean you know just get back on it man and yeah it wasn't weird. It was just, you know, in, it was such a fun piece to work on. In the final product, I'm such a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's, so, that's a different one. Yeah. But that's, and that's what voice acting is. So much, it's, 
you take you have to sometimes take what you want it to be or what you imagine what what you are imagining it to be and you have to you have to act to what the director is trying to create yeah yeah and so in i've said it at the beginning and it will never end voice actors love the sounds of their own voice we will talk if you give us a platform <laughs> and working with some people they can have a little you can have a little too much fun yeah do you, so, do you irritate your friends and family with uh <laughs> voices around the house i i've i've cut down on it over the years but at the yeah. beginning oh yeah oh yeah if if i can bust out uh yoda or bugs bunny um and i see the opportunity for a joke oh yeah yeah i i find um where I have a bad habit of interviewing people. <laughs> and like I was having mm. this this yeah, uh, I get it. woman by the house and she was like we had like one of those invisible fences for the dog and like a tree fell and snapped the wire or whatever. So she was like repairing it and like the whole time I'm standing over her shoulder and all of a sudden I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And she's like, what? I'm like, am I interviewing you? And she's like, it kind of feels that way. I'm like, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> 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 it's just like you're so used to kind of like talking to people like yourself and you just mm-hmm kind of teasing out those those interesting aspects yeah. in a non you know in a conversational yeah way. and not not in a so where did you go to school how did you get into who was your favorite voice actor like that's i'm not interested in that shit that's not fun yeah you can read my i mean i don't have an faq but read the faq on you the got website. an imdb page <laughs> i do yeah i pulled it up and Thank you. I appreciate that. Not a lot of people do that. <laughs> well, usually in like, I, I used to always be like, I don't do any research. And then I'm like, I mean, I a, do little like a little bit just so I'm not like, oh, so you were in Star Wars and you're like, no. And I'm like, I swear that email. I just realized my I do this so much where my memory's not good enough to remember the things that I read like two weeks ago. Right. Yeah. So you and no, I to, get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, You know, doing you know the star wars the doing any kind of it's 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 funny to me because when i first started doing just star wars impressions on youtube yeah i never thought you know there's everyone every voice actor knows the story of how matt sloan the one of the producers of chad vader um oh Darth, my god i forgot all about chad yeah, vader yeah. that's an old oldie but a goodie yeah um, he became the official video game and commercial and parody and basically non-films he became the official sound alike for james earl jones in the early to you know mid 2000s yep um and he started just in youtube so it's there's that every voice actor knows that story but when i started it wasn't necessarily my intention to make any sort of money or anything resembling you know, a professional gig out of it, mm-hmm. but I have worked with video game, you know, the video game elite dangerous and they were creating star Wars and sci-fi and sort of spacey, um, downloads for their, um, game elite dangerous. So they needed a, they couldn't afford James Earl Jones. So they went with me, right? They went and with at some James- point you're like, I can't even afford Chad Vader. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 They went with they went with me, the James Earl Jones sound like um in the same thing for Family Guy, the quest for stuff. Um yeah. and when they did the He Man, I wasn't just the the sound alike for He Man, 
in that gig, I was the voice of, of Thulsa Doom, who is portrayed by James Earl Jones in the Conan the Barbarian. Oh, um, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So this well, I little... I haven't seen that movie in ages, but yeah. Long time. I honestly, I haven't seen it since I did the gig either. The movie is pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but or it's like cheesy. That, it's cheesy. It's bad in like that best eighties way. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Cheesy, cheesy. That's that's yeah. the word. Cheesy. I, I I'm a huge fan of bad movies. Um, mm-hmm. When you were talking about um, uh, movies coming over here and getting dubbed and not being the best in terms of like passionate, yeah, I immediately thought of um, uh, Prince of Short. Prince of Space. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's, I've never seen that one. It's, it's a mystery science theater 3000 um, <laughs> gem. And there's just this little kid. And mm-hmm. like, I, I remember the line because like me and friends used to say it to each other. And uh, it was, mm-hmm. I, I like, blue, I like boot blacking. I like it very much. And I think I delivered it with more passion mm-hmm. than the kid did. And it's just—it's just the dumbest line, and uh, you know, some of those lines are are very. That dialogue can be tough to oh, make. Oh, sure, and it's like you're you're make. you're you're crossing languages and cultures and trying to make sense of it all, and it doesn't always pan out. Mm-hmm. And that's where stuff like role playing, critical role, like oh, here's this elvish language that. You need to practice it because it is going to come up in this genre and you need to sound, you better sound Shakespearean when you're doing it because you don't (laughs) want to be, you don't want to be the guy that made someone else break character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to cost them more money because you're making people laugh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Has critical role, and I'm going to bring this up because I'm a huge Dungeons Dragons nerd. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they have the Matt Mercer effect where it's almost mm-hmm. not always a good, like people are like, oh, you're not a, you, you know, you don't DM like Matt Mercer. And be like, that's like being like, you don't play hockey like Wayne Gretzky, you know, like. Exactly. It, it, it Does it have a similar impact on the, the voice acting world? Like are people yeah, exposed to them and go, well, you know, you're not a voice actor like, you know, Sam Regal. Like, no, he's yeah. got like five Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely say there is a little bit of gatekeeping. Um, it's not just gatekeeping. It's um, Matt. There's those three big voices: Mercer, Baker, North. Um, so the the stigma and like, oh, you don't have his his charisma. You don't have his voice print. You don't have his. Uh, ability to just improvise and be sort of your own marketing presence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's even, and I don't know if this is an established fact yet in the industry or not. Um, If you listen to certain voice actors, especially now as more and more people have microphones like these at home, um, the bill we're settling into like there's a voice print there's a type so if you listen to you can tell when an actor is trying to emulate matt mercer Mm -hmm. you can tell when someone has very obviously 
listened to something beforehand, whether it's in pop culture or you can just sort of tell it's not 100% theirs. Yeah. And you can, you can just tell. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's because a lot of us YouTube voice actors are learning acting sort of second, not out of order because there is no guidebook on how to do this. But I think maybe what we're seeing is because there's a lot of voice actors, my age in my generation who we learned how to do impressions and be funny and be meme masters and edgelords first. Yeah. We learned how to be actors and interpreters of drama and thespians. If you want to, if we can use that term, and I guess that's part of the gatekeeping right there. Do we, have we earned the right to call ourselves actors yet? Right. Yeah. And I mean, I was doing, and, like I said earlier, I was doing that where I'm like, eh, they're not real actors, you know, like I, I feel right. like that is a very common mentality to have. Mm -hmm. And even, and when you book the role, the big, big, big anime or video game or whatever role, um, are you truly going to trust your own experiences and the stuff that you paid money for? Are you going to go with that? Or are you going to go with your safe version of what you know has already worked out? Mm -hmm. And if it works, it works. If people can't recognize it, great. That's just stuff that maybe at the end of the day, it's just stuff that we nitpick. Yeah. It, 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 it all depends on perspective, too. I, I remember right. I was, uh, I can't remember who, I want to say it was, um, oh, God. Um, Gary Marshall, I think, was talking about mm -hmm. working with Robin Williams on Mork and Mindy. And everyone's oh. like, oh, my God, Robin Williams, he's such a genius. And the cameraman's like, if he's such a genius, why can't he hit his mark? <laughs> and it's just because he's so, you know, improvisational where, like, the camera's panning to the right yep. spot and he's not there. And I'm like, yeah, it's it, it's mm -hmm. it's, you know, not, there shouldn't necessarily be an order like step one, step two, step three. But you do have to kind of, like, learn right. one aspect of the trade, but then also hit the other aspect too like you still have to mm -hmm. hit your mark even if you're improvising and i'm sure it's fun but there's some mm -hmm. dude is frustrated as hell being like i just i just want him to be on the x i just want him to be on the x <laughs> yep and that and that mr I, I mean i think that's an example i don't know what specifically williams studied i'm sure williams williams is his own oh yeah force yeah. force all in of himself but even being in the moment can still be a distraction. Mm -hmm. But luckily, Robin Williams was also just a really, really fun, nice guy. He maybe just got caught up sometimes too yeah. much in the moment. Whereas you can cut this part out of the podcast if you want, but I'm just saying, Jared Leto, you if people call you out, just say I'm sorry. Don't double down on it. <laughs> Just say yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> it, it's it's that line. It it is that line. You know, mm -hmm. when you are <laughs> trying to be, I have no personal uh, attachment to Jared Leto, um, right. but uh, you know, it's that fine line where you know you're really invested. You're trying to stay in character and mailing dead things to your co-stars, like. There's lines like it, it's that is Robin Williams missing the X 
Like you can be great at what you're doing, but there's a point where you're like, that's too far. You didn't do what you're supposed to. You have to kind of, you're still a professional. And like, if you get caught up in the role so much that you're mailing, I think it was, was it a dead rat that he mailed to somebody? Something like that. Like a dead rat or a dead farm animal. That's just too far. Like you, you. It's absurd. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And it's like, you're not the Joker, (laughs) you know, it's like, so it's just like you can't murder someone and be like, I'm just a, a method actor and I'm stuck in my role. Like, that's not no, mm-hmm. you're, you're still a grown up, be a grown up. Yep. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that's that that reminds me of a really I, I don't know how much longer you want to go on. We can keep talking. Oh, we're good. For, yeah. Um. What one my acting coach, Keeba Walker, um, great voice actor. Um, he's based out of Texas. So yeah, there is some location proximity, I guess, going on. Yeah. Um, but just because method acting, if your method acting is Lady Macbeth, you do not need to kill your husband. <laughs> right. Maybe you instead in a constructive and healthy way, maybe consult with your husband or someone who you trust. Why? Do you want to kill your husband? (laughs) Yeah. Um, We actually had, uh, was it the last episode? Yes, I think it was last Last episode. episode. We we, we had um, uh, Crystal King. She's a Nashville Mm -hmm. um, Mm singer-songwriter. And she's talking. She has a song called something about like, why I killed my husband or how I killed my husband or something like that. And Mm -hmm. I was like, (laughs) she's like talking. I'm like, oh, she goes. He loves it. He thinks it's really funny. And I'm like, okay, as long as like, you know, as, it, as long as he's in on, <laughs> on as long joke, as he's right. in on the yeah. joke. Okay, good, yeah. good. Yeah. I'm like, don't make this like some sort of confession that I have to, you know, mediate. I'm not, your, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a podcaster. I'm not a yeah. therapist. I'm yeah. not a mediator. Yeah. I, 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 and I definitely don't want to be a witness in a trial. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things I can guide the conversation to. This is yeah. not one of them. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I'm going to ask one last question, and this okay. is kind of this is kind of more interviewee question, but I'm I'm curious. Uh, okay. Is there a character that you haven't played wow. that you want to play? Like, is there a bucket list character? Okay, that's a, that's a fun one. I was like, okay, now he, he's about to. It's just a very, what, it's a very interviewing yeah. question, but I just, I'm curious. Yeah, no, I, I was afraid he, you were about to ask me what I think about AI and voice acting, because that's, that's a question oh no one God. has the so, answer to. Um, there there but was to, a, uh, you just sidetracked me and I have to say yeah. this. Um, yeah. So they just posted that there's an AI George Carlin full length comedy special. I saw, I saw It's that. not good. It's, it's not, it, uh, some of the cadence sounds like George Carlin, the voice Sounds like someone doing a mid impression, but yep. it's not funny. Like some of the topics are like Carlin esque, but I was just like, no one should be worried yet. And that's no, not just yet. I mean, yeah. he the AI has already replaced Darth Vader, but that's like there's a canon, there's a lore interpretation for that, so we can let it slide. Yeah. Um, the George Carlin nonsense is it's weird because those AI replicators do not cannot emulate just yet like the unique shape of our larynx that it cannot mm-hmm. like if you're a smoker if you have an accent if you um you know certain day-to-day things that just shape the sound of you know the day-to-day sound that we produce when we're doing our performances the 
the factors we can't control. Like Carlin, I, I say smoking because Carlin very obviously smoked. Right. Um, he was, he hit his viral stride, you know, when he was older. When you feed, because I heard it myself, when you feed that material that is so natural and so 100% weathered by just life, and you make this digital HD, super high fidelity audio, try to recreate that with the cleanest pronunciation, with the fakest cadence, mm -hmm. it, it's not the same thing. No, and, and, and you can't represent Car re recreate Carlin's brain. And what made Carlin Carlin was his take on things. It wasn't that mm -hmm. he was just doing edgy shit. It right. was his take. And like, it was always a weird, surprising. You never really knew mm -hmm. what the hell he was going to fucking say. Right. And, and a computer can't do that. Like a computer no. can only regurgitate what you fed into it. It can't come up with mm -hmm. its own idea. And um, exactly. it was so obvious. It was like, I gave it like 15 minutes because I was just curious. And I'm like, I can't sit through this. This is just. This is trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's this not is complete trash. Yeah. It's not and, funny and it's not interesting. Yeah. And it works for some like Joe Rogan and like podcasters, I, I guess, like for memes and stuff like that. It it works. It's funny. Um, Joe Rogan does not have the most expressive and emotive voice out there. So or a I lot guess to think or say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and so the AI works for him, but for uh, entertainers who have a character and have actually something to say, yeah. you're right. We have nothing to fear. Yeah. And to actually answer your earlier question, I guess um, I, I guess I could something that I could reasonably play like a Netflix, like a curmudgeonly, maybe old man, like something that I can kind of rely on the baritone of my voice a little bit, but mm -hmm. where I can like maybe put on and have, you know, like the, the snarky old man who, you know, every is not like a good character, but everyone loves. Okay. Um, kind yeah. of like uh, the main character. What's the shameless or, you know, I've the never, I gotta say, I've never seen it, but I, okay. I know, I know what you're talking about. You made yeah. me think of Travis's um, character on Critical Role now. <laughs> Got any pockety, curmudgeonly, old. Yeah, doesn't That's always what I say want. the right thing, but you know he has yeah. a heart of gold. And once he meets, you know, at the season finale, he has he has that one golden line that proves that he has a heart of gold. And you're just waiting for him to do it again. Kind of, kind of like a Danny DeVito type character. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like he, that's a that's sunny, an always sunny. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of role he gets cast in. Um, Kevin, uh, I mean, it's, we're at that point where, like, tell, tell our listeners where they can find you. You know, thank you. Do, do the things to support you. So thank all you. that stuff. So, Andy, I just want to say um, thanks for having me. I'm a huge, you know supporter of massachusetts based art um I, I love the anebri art branding i love this oh, amazing you. thing you got going um i'm a huge believer in um you know i go to conventions throughout new england and i'm trying to just build the the creativity and of of this region and just show people that you don't 
necessarily need to mortgage yourself, bankrupt yourself to pursue your dream. Mm -hmm. Um, you can find me at my Twitter, um, at K herbs VO that's K U R B Z V O. Um, and the same, same tag on YouTube. Um, and I also have a TikTok at Kevin urban voice where I do fun, um, dubs and memes of the characters I've portrayed, um, such as he man, fun characters like Darth Vader and so much more. So there's my plug. Nice, man. I appreciate it. And, um, how this all came to be was we had grand mm-hmm. plans last year of hosting a horror convention and a comic-con. Mm-hmm. Uh, the horror convention was great. The comic-con yes. just got stalled on the starting block and, uh, kind of fell apart and you reached out and, yeah. uh, I had a conversation, uh, Monday, I think it was Monday. I don't even know what day it is. I don't know why I'm w- wondering what day it is. Um, couple days, but I, I, yeah, it's a couple days ago. Um, but we're, we, we definitely, it's still on our chalkboard to get done maybe this year and, uh, mm-hmm. we would love to have you. So I would be more than happy to have on it. And, um, Hey, if you need help finding the guest, um, I, I know plenty of people who would be hey, willing to, that, that's to always, that's always great. And we always need guests for the show too. Um, <laughs> it must go on. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, we'd love to have, you know, like, like I was saying, I think before I started recording, not that I don't like having musicians. Musicians PR are just relentless. I get musician after musician after musician. And after a while, you're like, all right, we don't, we're not just a music podcast. So now you gotta mm-hmm. like, let's get a chef in, let's get a stand up comic. And so like everyone yeah. else is like more effort. Um, so by all means, if you have someone you think that'd be good for our show, man, send them our way. We'd love to have them. Awesome. And there's one thing I wanted to give you guys, one of my character call-offs. I do this oh, with sure. every yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I've, I wanted to do, because I've been doing a lot of He-Man recently, just okay. for their, you know, quote-unquote NDAs. We can't say anything, but... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> by the power of Grayskull, you're listening to the Inebriot Podcast. Massachusetts' premier creative podcast for all the artists out there. Thanks, man. That's awesome. <laughs> that uh, I feel like I should pay you now. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a uh, satire parody. Satire uh, parody. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, we wish you the best. And you know, when when you're uh, awesome, things you can't talk about, you can talk about. Reach back out. We'll send... get you back on, man. It'll be fun. Hell yeah! All right, all right. man. And listeners, uh, make sure you catch us again next week. Uh, We upload every Monday. You guys should know that by now. And um, yeah, we'll see you then. Peace out. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, If you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash inebriart to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.